Hello, welcome to uh, episode 122. This episode is going to be focused on the Circleville letters. Uh, Circleville is in Ohio. I have kind of, well, I've drove by the town, I guess. You, well, kind of in the town. But anyways, in 1976, and I've also read 1977, but the uh, town would begin getting strange handwritten letters. The writer knew personal details about many residents and even claimed to be watching them. One of the threatening letters was focused on Mary Glipsby, and the unknown writer accused Mary, who was a school bus driver at the time, was having an affair with the superintendent of schools. And a lot of it was uh, vindictive in tone, I mean, nasty in tone. Uh, there was sexually oriented material accusations uh, of vulgar is the only way you know, to really describe it. But not long after, her husband would receive a letter and rumors would spread around the town so pretty much small-town gossip, that the letters were postmarked from Columbus, which is not that far away, and a new letter would arrive wanting her to tell the truth and inform the school of what she was doing. If not, then the writer is going to spread it through the CBS, posters, billboards, signs, in any way possible until the truth came out. But uh, the family gathered to discuss everything and see if a suspect would come to mind. And they thought basically anybody that would have, you know, want revenge or anything like that towards the family. Um, the uh, letters would stop for a short period of time. But then in mid-August, um, in uh, 77, her husband would get a phone call. He would end up leaving with a gun. And later that day, police would find his car wrapped around a tree with him still inside the vehicle. And his gun had been fired, but the reason why was a mystery. So, to talk about this, we're assuming that whatever the phone call was, wasn't good. If he left with a gun, do you think his intent was to go find his wife? Or what? I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the really only way. <laughs> that's the only thing I could think of. But one thing I wondered, like, could maybe he have shot the gun or it misfired? You know, when I wrecked, like, say... You know well, yeah, I mean? definitely. If it was like banging around, you know what I mean. So, would you really call that a mystery? If you know, well, they don't know it's a mystery because they don't know if it misfired or if he shot it. But That's it probably something. depends on because I didn't really see anywhere where it said like if it had like a bullet wound to his head, then something. But then that would be why he wrecked. But I don't know why he shoot himself while still driving, unless it was a mistake. That's it could have just at. misfired, but it's a mystery because they don't know. Yeah, but uh, the police would run the would rule the death as an accident caused by drinking. Because according to reports, he had uh, one and a half times the legal limit. So the medical report said that once they'd done the autopsy. But according to close friends, he wasn't a big drinker. So this kind of goes back to the, you know, the whole thing with the phone call. So something caused him to want to drink. So maybe the phone caller said something. Which you think the letters possibly would have done it, so maybe added on to it. But yeah. this would upset the unknown uh, writer. So letters would surface blaming the sheriff of a cover-up. And the uh, love affair involving Mary would be confirmed. And they supposedly said their relationship started after the letter started. That That's kind of... It was obviously happening way, yeah. way before whoever the writer was was calling him out. Yeah. But now they're acting like, oh, it only happened after. Like, why would you 
start doing it just because the letters are accusing you. Yeah, really? So, yeah. <laughs> but letters would continue to come in even in 1983. So this is a long period yeah, of time. Yeah, that's a long time. And the writer would go a step further and installed signs on her bus route. And from my understanding, she had noticed uh, the signs around 3.30 p.m. And one of them had her daughter's names on it. And she would get upset and try to rip it down, that sign. And this is where things would get even more interesting. She noticed the sign was rigged to a box with a string. And in the box with a gun pointed at her. So it was basically a booby trap. But I guess it was rigged up to where it didn't really work or where she didn't get the sign down. I don't know. But anyway, it didn't go off and she would kill her. But she reported the incident and police were able to track down the owner despite the serial number being somewhat scratched off. So it was like a poor attempt of them trying to scratch it off. Yeah. The gun belonged to her former brother-in-law, Paul Freshar. I think that's how you pronounce it. Fresh I can't really read my handwriting. Um, yeah, Fresh Hour. It's O-U-R. But, uh, Anyways, Paul claimed he was innocent, and he said that the gun was stolen, but it didn't matter. They felt it was evidence against him, and they even compared his writing to the letters, so they believed he was behind them as well. And they arrested him for attempted murder on October 24th, 1983. He went to trial, and the prosecutor kept bringing up the letters. So this had nothing to do with the trial, but the prosecutor still brought him up. So the jury would find him guilty, and he was sentenced to 7 to 25 years. So I'm not sure. I'd have to look and to see. Do you think most of the letters seem to be more focused on Mary, not around the whole town? But anyways, people still got it. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, was, were there other ones that weren't? There's a bunch of them. That weren't, like, involved with her? Or they I, all involved I haven't with fully her? looked. I read like a few of them, but most of the ones I read was focused on her and around. Well, you get like then she apparently had a stalker. Well, people, other people got it because it's it's weird because it's an interesting case. I mean, well, I was just saying like she clearly had a stalker of some sort. Yeah, but uh, the evidence, like I said, for him, Paul had recently been divorced, and Mary it was Mary's husband's sister. And he won custody of the kids and house. The woman was living in a trailer on Mary's property. Okay. Paul said he kept his gun hidden in the garage, so he never knew it was missing because he never used it. Mm -hmm. Sheriff had told Paul to copy the letters as close as he could. That kind of sketchy. This is all you know true. But same sheriff said Paul confessed to 40 to 50 of the letters, and Paul said he didn't, and said, why didn't the sheriff record it when he made the confession? So there's no record of just the sheriff saying. Another thing kind of seems iffy. But Paul's prints were not found on the letters or any you know, envelope or anything, or the gun, or the booby trap. No evidence was found at the house. Mary said after the divorce, Paul's ex-wife said she felt he had done the letters. So that could have been where the letters came from, somebody said, hey, because he was involved in that family meeting that they had. Yeah. He was there. So Mary's saying, you know, that Paul's ex-wife said that he was. But his point was, well, why didn't you bring it up in the divorce? Yeah. So a lot of things kind of add up, you know, for, for his side of the story. But he was not at work when Mary found the booby trap, but did have an alibi to show he was 
home between 12.30 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. And the prosecutor claims a witness saw the sign between 11.30 a.m. and 12 p.m. But it was never reported that it was seen until she saw it at 3.30 p.m. on her route. So, years later, an interesting piece of evidence was withheld at trial. 20 minutes before Mary saw the sign, another bus driver saw a yellow El Camino parked there and saw a man who wasn't Paul. And he did, uh, see, he did match, from my understanding, Paul's ex-wife. But man, the, well, Paul's ex-wife was dead at the time, so her boyfriend. So that's interesting. And Paul didn't even own a car like the yellow El Camino, but her brother did. So shoe prints found on site didn't match Paul's size either. So if she was dating somebody, so it sounds like possibly ex-wife jealous that he got the house and the kids. So she must have been pretty bad off. Yeah, pretty salty. Especially in the seventies and stuff like. Yeah. I don't know because. I feel like, in that time, it was more sided with the mom. You would think, in a way, because it's gotten better over the years. But even still, sometimes it gets. But to lose the way I understand the way everything I read, it was like full custody he got. Yeah, she must have done something really bad. But it sounds. But what is interesting though, is. After he was arrested, she did get everything, the kids and the house. And like I said, they could have been scraping. So if she was dating Smith at the time, that is interesting. So one way of looking at it. Yeah. But uh, the crazy thing, the letters didn't stop. Department of Corrections put Paul Freshour in isolation. They restricted his access to writing materials. They checked his mail. Uh, and... So as you heard in that audio piece, while he was in prison, they basically put him and confined him and did not let him have anything. So there was no way of him sending out letters, and the letters still came. And He was in the hole. Basically. But uh, he even received a letter in prison, and it said, it, it read, Now when you are going... Now, when are you going to believe you aren't going to get out of there? I told you two years ago when we set them up, they stay set up. Don't you listen at all? So, like, some, like it definitely wasn't him. Yeah. Like, I, I'm leaning. Did they let him out after that? Yeah, Paul would be released in ni- May 1994. So he had the seven or 25 years, but he would get out to him. And the letters had stopped by then, and Paul claimed his innocence until he passed away in 2012. Yeah. So, like I said, I don't think he done it. He clearly didn't. So. <laughs> That's not a matter of opinion. That's just, yeah, that doesn't happen. Yeah, it, it's very crazy. <laughs> but I, I don't think he did it. There are some suspects. So, before we get to the suspects, we're going to play another audio clip for you. Gentle, soft-spoken guy. I think he was framed. 
So as you can tell in that audio clip, you know, the gentleman they talked to was involved in the case, and he felt that he was framed, he wasn't from the area, and didn't really, shouldn't have known all, all the things that this writer knew when they were doing the letters. So, they're thinking he was framed. That's basically my opinion. That You said that was your opinion? Yeah. Okay. So, some possible suspects is, um, you know, I don't think Paul's ex-wife uh, really done, done the letters over the divorce. Because the letters started before, I guess, they got a divorce, from my understanding. And from how everything adds up, since they, you know, were over there. So, years later, I'm assuming. Yeah. So, like I said, she did got, like I told you earlier, she got the kids in the house after he was sentenced. And she most likely knew where the gun was hidden because she lived there. Yeah. So, maybe, but doubtful. I don't know why she'd start the letter writing. Very possible. Um, another one. Well, she could have wrote some of them. I will say that. Maybe she did write some of them later on. You know, after the divorce, maybe. Get things riled up to get him, you know, a suspect in it. But uh, going back to the original letters, um, there's one suspect, possibly another school bus driver, who worked with Mary and actually had made attempts at her to try to date her. So... Wonder what's up with this married lady. <laughs> like, is every bus driver just trying to screw her because she's a bus driver? Nothing against female bus drivers, but every female bus driver I've seen, yeah. No. That's rude and I know, not but accurate. I know, but still. No. I just picture, like, I don't know, just really bad. That, this is what I have pictured. Kind of like that meme that goes around, like, Teachers now, to teachers when I went to school, and it's, uh, what's his name? <laughs> that's, that's kind of like what I'm picturing type thing. Um, so, one thing that's interesting with this guy is he would kill himself in 1999 after raping an 11-year-old girl, and he went on the run, and then he shot himself, they eventually found The him. guy that was trying to get with her? Yeah, so this was back in 99. Well, she's just as attracting the crazies. Yeah. Well, her, well, her husband didn't seem crazy. He just, but when the superintendent, I guess, wasn't crazy. But this guy definitely was crazy. And it seemed like, I don't know, just raping an 11 year old girl, killed himself. So he knew he was in trouble. Like, was that the only crime he'd done? Like, he could have had a history of things. I don't know. But he's, he's a very good suspect. He's upset, revenge, jealousy that she chose somebody else over him. Which then superintendent, maybe she was trying to get higher up in the school system, maybe. I, I don't know how that would really work. Um, one thing I found really interesting with this case, um, Unsolved Mysteries did an episode on it, and they even got a letter from the, uh, from the writer. So I thought that was really cool. But before we go, there's another interesting aspect um, some of the letters, if if I'm not mistaken, it was a letter, I want to say like W, maybe. But it was maybe initial or something, I can't remember exactly. I thought I wrote it down, but I guess I did. But they never could figure out what it was. 
Well, they think it might be actually the letter or the initials to the superintendent's son. That could, like, if he did have a son, that could be, I don't know how old the son would have been, but that would be an interesting twist to it. The son's a little upset that daddy's cheating on mommy, or I'm not sure if the superintendent was still married or with somebody at the time, but, you know, that's, like, would you do that? Like, say, say your parents were together, (laughs) and you know that your dad's cheating on your mom. (laughs) Are you going to, like, go out of your way and just start sending letters? Because with it being from, which even if it wasn't from Columbus, cause I'm sure all the mail possibly goes through Columbus. I don't know if it did back then. It's might change over the years. But, like, if we send something out, it goes to Charleston no matter what. It's where they stamp it. Like, it all gets sent there. So maybe, you know, Columbus is where all the mail, so it wouldn't really matter. Cause, but he should have been of age, though, to possibly drive to Columbus. So, but would you have done something like that? I'm a bad example for that. What do you do? You consider it petty? Let's ask you if you found out with your, you know, semi-normal parents, if they were cheat, one of them was cheating or something. Would you do that? <laughs> probably, I probably wouldn't. I don't know. It's just it's like it'd be upsetting because you know, you know, depending on how old you were. But if like you're older, that's just you know. It, it it might happen, you know, you never do know, but... Is there any background into him? I'm not sure. I never did find anything Like, else did he on. have, like, a really messed up childhood and, like, have some already screwed, screwed like, up things? Yeah, it's just, I and just saw him over one, the the, edge, like, one oh of the things God. I read that he, he was a possible suspect. It could be, you know, he could have been upset with it. Like you said, if he had, maybe some ill feelings towards the father or something. He's like, yeah. oh, I'm ratting him out. So it's, I'm kind of, I kind of lean to the guy, the school bus driver, but like I said, it could be superintendent's son. But I don't know. Like I said, if he was still in school, I don't see that being, you know what I mean? Like what a teenager, like if he was a teenager, would he go that route? Teenage hormones, and if you're already a fucked up kid, maybe. Maybe. Here's the <laughs> twist. He had a thing for Mary, and then he got upset um, that his dad started dating her or whatever they were, well, their affair. See, I already solved it. Case solved. Superintendent's son. Does he, you don't even know if he has a son. This is all <laughs> a theory of hypothetical Well, I, I, children. the thing I read said that he was possible suspect just i'm pretty sure it was the name like i want to say w i can't remember the exact letter but i'm pretty sure it was w so they thought i think his son was like it'd been like wheel that's what's popping up in my head but i thought i'd written it down but i didn't but will like he but he would have been signing like like that'd been obvious i don't see somebody signing even with their initials Maybe Which it, it was an abbreviation for something else not even their name well kind of like the zodiac looking he uh his uh, things he made. One of them, he says, "Hey, I have my, you know, names in this," and they never could solve it. Yeah. So I don't see somebody else putting their actual name. It's kind of like the last case we just talked about, John Marshall. Hey, I'm John Marshall. I got a son, and your daughter babysit him. Like, you know, you're not going to give. Which then again, it could be the obvious thing, and that's why they never caught him because it was so obvious. But would you still go? Because I'm trying to think when the. 
when the actual show aired, the Unsolved Mysteries, like, would you go out of your way? So, say you started, you know, I read 76, 77. So, say you started back then and say Unsolved Mysteries. It had to have been, because I'm wanting to say Paul was on there. So, it could have been early 90s or whatever, mid 90s. You're looking at almost 20 years later. Would you be that petty enough to write a show? I mean, it could have reopened the wound. Yeah, but like, <laughs> well, why write so many letters? Like, you'll have. Um, Just I'll, writing a letter like, bitch, you thought I am back. I wonder if they still write letters. Like, that'd be funny. Like, if we get a letter after we release this. Because it's, it's been covered, but like, Don't I want. even sit in my <laughs> get my paranoia going. But what I want, because I could possibly up some, upload some letters. You guys can Google them yourself, too. Just Circleville, Ohio letters, which I'll probably have you make the cover page out of letters, too, for the episode. But they're, they're, the ones I looked at, they were, like, all block letters. Like, somebody just wrote all well, capitalized, basically. So, you know, kind of basic generic writing. Like, it might not have been too much, which everybody has their own unique style. Which, like the thing I talked about on our Murderabilia YouTube episode, uh, when Dennis Rader, BTK killer, thought I ate two people for me, basically, writing letters to him, because for some reason I guess he thought my handwriting was different in parts of the letters, so he thought two people was writing them, if not more, so... Well, I mean, everybody writes different. I mean, like, if you're writing really fast, it may not be as neat, or, like, if you're taking your time really thinking... Or, like, if you write something down on this day and then go back to it, like, a few days later, you have totally different handwriting. I don't know why people act like that's impossible. Oh, it's, 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 it's easy. Well, I just kind of, like, there's, like, a joke with this, but you're thinking, like, if they're that paying enough to write letters, like, if it's a, say it's his son, he'd be like, you know, goddamn dad, like, he'd just be, like, really, like, you know, digging into the paper with the pen because he's so mad. Or the bus driver would be like, that horrible woman. She don't know what she's missing. Not necessarily. <laughs> I just don't like, know. Like, not everyone that gets mad, like, <laughs> just, carves their paper. Like, I just don't know who's petty enough to do this. Like, this is so... <laughs> Probably a very mentally ill person. Well, there you go. That's, that's all, Well, this guy was definitely something wrong with him, the bus driver. That kind of makes you wonder, though. Like, if he did that with an 11-year-old girl later on in life... What was he doing as a bus driver? You know what I mean? Needing tortured and killed. Yeah, exactly. I just don't, like I said, I just don't see somebody being that. Like, I could see this out of a child writing letters. Like, it's, I don't know. It's, <laughs> there's, there's. It's a horrible comparison, but you know what I just thought of randomly? What? The Eminem song, Stan. Yeah, where yeah. the. <laughs> You still ain't answering my letters. <laughs> I hope you got them. <laughs> God, I haven't heard that song in forever. I'm going to have to listen to that now. Okay, so I guess cause that, in that in that video, that dude actually is yeah. older. He's about yeah. to say he's in his 20s, 30. <laughs> but see, he's kind of angry, angry and aggressively writing <laughs> on the paper. So see, my point's proven as well. So well, we're good. Be to emphasize dramatics. Well, whatever this Mary woman done to whoever <laughs> person wrote these letters, I'm sure they were mad too. It's Aww. probably the same concept. Oh, oh, we really just solved this whole thing. 
<laughs> well, we'd at least describe the uh, personality of the person. <laughs> He's got blonde hair, we wears know. a wife beater, <laughs> we and listens to Eminem. Don't know that. Even though Eminem was like born in what, like 1970? <laughs> so he wasn't even rapping then. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Maybe it was Stan. <laughs> People, you ever done this? If they're still alive and hear this, they're gonna be very upset and come for us. Yep, letter. We'll get a letter next week. We'll keep you posted if we do receive a letter. But is that all you we got for this episode? Not. Yeah. I'm really gonna have to prank you now. I actually said like a letter. Don't. <laughs> like you know what that does. Do you want? So we agree that it's Stan. Yeah. Okay. Remember, if you're gonna write letters, just use the name Stan. But uh, thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one.